Good time of the day, and welcome to another episode of, and when I say I mean, I am your co-host, Adrian. And I am your co-host, Austin. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. Call us Chance the Rapper, because we back. Wow. I was listening to Coloring his, Book today. Album. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks. Did you do anything fun? I've seen you a lot this past. Yeah, we have been Christmas. we've been together. We've been since, on hiatus. Yeah. Um, did I do anything fun? We have a lot to catch up on, I suppose. In the two days since we've seen each other, the day we. I, I was more listeners. speaking about since the last time we were speaking on a podcast. Yeah, I guess. So Christmas happened. They can just intuit that, though. Well, I mean, maybe people have different experiences. Christmas happened. We went home for Christmas. Back we to did. the big PA. Yep. Um, we went to the New Year's Eve service. Yes, and I was That's sorely disappointed. Yeah. I mean, so for years, we have been going to the New Year's Eve service at the Lutheran Church in the small town of Maytown, Pennsylvania. And the same guy has been the pastor there for as long as we've been there. And his name is Bob. And it has been great. This year, Bob is gone. And Sadness. it's sad for everyone. So I've learned from Twyla from Maytown that the not standing for the reading of the gospel is a is an everyday thing for this new reverend. It's not just a a mishap that occurred on the Christmas Eve service. So I figured that was the case. I mean, I figured people it would have been more awkward if it was just a mishap. Oh, I thought it was already a, a, just a disaster. So. Yeah, but you aren't a normal patron of this. That's true. It was nice, but I just I just wished it was more proper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. We didn't get candy canes afterward, and that's something Which that has historically happened. Which is a blessing Yeah. It's just I mean, they're usually weird, like, fruit flavors, times. which are bad. They're changing, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. Although he is an interim pastor, so maybe it'll change again. That's true. Maybe Bob will be back. Likely no, not. No, he's though. actually he's banned from the city. <laughs> and retired. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we did that. Yep. We and made some parks we went... and recreation cookies. We did, yeah. Mm, we don't have a social media. No. Nope. But if you see me in person, I can show you a picture on my phone. Yeah, they're excellent. Uh, mm-hmm. Ron was probably my favorite, though I think Ann Perkins was the most accurate. Ann Perkins was pretty great. It was maybe one of the better cookies you've ever made in no, your life. No, that's true. Yeah, I, I'd put it up there with, like, Gimli that I made in back in, like, 2012. Mm-hmm. That was a while ago. Yeah, so traditionally we make decorate Christmas cookies and for the past couple of years now, Austin and I have taken it to, like, extreme cookie decorating. Yeah. As in, like, you get gingerbread men-shaped cookies. They're not real gingerbread because gingerbread is terrible. And then you decorate it with sprinkles. I don't know. Is in it? In the way that it looks like a person. Like, ginger has grown on me a lot in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm interested in trying gingerbread again. But I, we're kind of past the Christmas season or at least we're not past the the Christmas season technically because it's not Epiphany yet. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think we're past the gingerbread season. Is gingerbread made with real ginger? That's probably Ideally. a really stupid question. but uh, It should be made with ginger, but uh, I would guess it's not always made with real ginger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I bet you could find some gingerbread cookies on sale. But anyway. Because it's no past. I doubt it. We painstakingly place each individual sprinkle onto mm-hmm. these cookies to ensure that they are lifelike representations of whatever we're making. One of my favorites I think was the f- Perry the Platypus. Yeah, I was going to bring that one up. Mm-hmm. I think the first one I made was Charlie Brown, Oh and, yeah, yep. which was a good one. And then Perry the Platypus one year, which was really great because you – 
it was just like the most fun you just break of decorating off. cookies. Yeah, is like manipulating the cookies so that it fits what you want it to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just cut one of the legs off, and then you have a nice like Perry the Platypus tail. It works I had out great. fun making a Christmas pterodactyl this year at a different cookie thing that I was at by mm-hmm. taking a camel's head and putting it on the body of an angel. And then I put the angel's head on the camel also. Um, but that one was just an abomination. The other one turned into a Christmas pterodactyl, a la community. <laughs> it was pretty great. Um, yeah, and then one year you made Gimli. Mm-hmm. Um, I made Kylo Ren the year the first The Force Awakens came out. That one was good. That one was pretty good. Yeah. And then we did Parks and Rec this year. I don't remember what we did last year. We made more than normal this year. Yeah, we kind of we kind of went all out. Mm-hmm. We celebrated Christmas also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We opened we gifts. We did. Yep. Then we, we ate lots of food. Yeah, we traveled to Michigan then to visit uh, our grandparents. Which I still wish we had words for individual grandparents. Besides grandpa and grandma? Yes. Uh, like, I want I want um, parent-specific words for grandparents. We don't have parent-specific word for our parents. No, we do. Mother and father. How is that different than grandmother and grandfather? So I want there to be four different words for each of them. So Beulah from All Gray, traditionally I would use the same word as Martha from Turner's Creek. Mm-hmm. Which would be grandmother. I want those to be two different words because one of them is my mother's mother and the other is my father's mother. Okay, I see what you're saying. So you want... Okay. Okay. I mean, we kind of built that into the system. So we visit... Only for us, though. Most people, I think, have different terms for their grandparents. Could be wrong. No. But I think we we could do a poll. No. But we still don't have, like, different words for different cousins of your mother or father. I want words for all of these. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway. You... You read too many no- Russian novels. This is that's common in lots of cultures, for the record. Okay, well, but you know it most. Anyway, we were visiting Russian. our father's parents in Michigan. We went our to paternal a paternal grandparents, which was far superior to Duncan. Oh my stars! Yes, burn all Duncan. The Duncan Donuts slash KFC slash gas station opened while I was gone. In Potsdam? Yeah, in Potsdam. There is a line for KFC, gas station KFC drive through And that is the worst sentence that has ever come out of my mouth. That should never happen, folks. Did I ever tell you about the time that... Actually, you, you I think you were there. We went to Chick-fil-A in York because when I was in York this summer. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that KFC worker left KFC yeah. to come over to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was there. Oh, that man, that's when you know. That's when you know. But we should, not, is we should not live in a world where you have gas station KFCs, and we should definitely not live in a world where those gas station KFCs have lines for their drive through I mean, I agree with this. I don't remember the last time I ate at KFC. Let's see what we can do about it, folks. It was probably when we were in Michigan for Grandma's birthday. The KFC and Thomas? Yes. That our our relatives have traditionally worked at or tried to get jobs at but couldn't? <laughs> yes, that one. <laughs> oh, good, good times. Yeah, whenever it's Grandma's birthday, they go to KFC. Or they have in the past. Honestly, I don't remember the last time I was with Grandma on her birthday. It was many moons ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we had a good time. We went we to did. Tim Hortons. We just spent lots of time with family, playing games. We went to Being coffee, loud and obnoxious. Which was good. I, I liked it. it. That's a coffee shop. It just sounded like you said coffee really weird. Right. It's spelled C-A-U 
because of all gray. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Plug for that, not a sponsor. Um, but yeah, it's a great time. We went on our traditional hike up to Swartz Hill. My shoes have still not recovered from that. They are, though Twyla from Maytown did a valiant work on them. She's a hero. Kinda, mine looks better than they've ever looked before. Mine are still kind of muddy, but mine were far worse than yours. Mm. Yours were worse going into it. Yeah, but. no, that's true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, lots of great times with family. It's always good to spend time with the extended family and chat mm-hmm. and find out that I'm more and more like all of my relatives and how I'm vastly different than some of them. Mm-hmm. Or both at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, wild things have happened in the day that we haven't seen each other. I have really? had just a packed day. First of all, uh, so I was pl- so right. I was planning to drive for seven hours to get back to Potsdam and then maybe go to a hockey game, but my yeah plans, today yeah right now I should be at a hockey game, but I'm not. My plans oh, were wow. derailed by my car. It turned on me um, and betrayed me, a la Santiago's left hand. Wow. From, <laughs> From uh, old man, in old the sea. man in the sea. Little Ernest Hemingway joke for the fans. <laughs> <laughs> My car betrayed me. You know how I've had battery problems, just perennially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My battery was finally irreparably dead today, and I tried to this jump morning. It. Yes, this morning. Okay. I tried before to jump you it. left. Before I left, I tried to jump mm-hmm. it with my magic jumper box, but that was mm-hmm. also dead because I had left it in my wow. car in the cold. So I tried to charge it for half an hour and then magically jump it. Fail. Yes. Adrian. Was nobody at the house today? Zach this was morning. at the ho- house this morning. Uh, Zach from Maytown. But he was sleeping because it was 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twyla had already left. Charles was meeting Ben from wherever Ben lives <laughs> for breakfast. Uh, so I'm at home by myself. And, oh, and remember how the world has ended for me because I installed the Podcast Catcher app on mm-hmm. my phone? Mm-hmm. So, Game over to right. the world. Absolutely. I'm surprised you even have time to record a podcast yeah. and you aren't <laughs> listening to podcasts 24-7. Well, I've hit Ubermensch mode where I listen to things at triple speed now. Oh, my um, heavens. It's, it's so nice, folks. Forget double speed. Triple speed is now the now the the tops that's like past comprehension rate for most humans i will get good okay <laughs> um and, but i am frustrated that uh three times speed is the highest that this podcast catcher lets me go though so now i have nothing to strive for anyway i'm <laughs> listening to podcasts while sitting around by myself waiting for this jumper box to charge and it still mm. fails Still listening to podcasts. Um, so I called up Charles. We went and got a new battery. And by the time mm-hmm. I left, it was 930. And all hopes are dashed on the rocks like a wayward ship. What, aren't you really close to Ottawa? Yeah, but, so, so, but Luke has children. And those children, Luke from Canton, his children like to be there early enough to see the people skate around. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I had heard that there was other people interested in my ticket. So I mm-hmm. said, go ahead, other people. You do the, that hockey. So they did, I assume. Um, so that's fine. And it was kind of nice mm-hmm. to not drive for seven hours and then immediately get into a car and drive for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. If you've ever been in that boat, it's not a fun one. I have, based pretty much at least. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was I was pretty okay with ending up here in Potsdam, but the craziness did not stop there. I wow. I was planning to cook things, which mm-hmm. for those of you who are unfamiliar, I rarely, if ever, cook things. Basically, never. Uh, I described, I summarized my diet as poor. 
very recently. Uh, so I'm trying to improve on that as mm-hmm. a New Year's resolution. Wink, wink. Mm. Pay attention to that, dear listeners. Mm-hmm. So I look up a – because no one gets me what I want for Christmas. All I want is what <laughs> I have coming to me. Um, I had to look up my own bread recipes. Uh, that was a secret gift that no one really knew about, but it was like wink, wink. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I had to look up my own bread recipes, so I go to the store and buy the things that I need for this bread. Because And it says, total time, 40 minutes. I'm reading these ins- instructions, and it says, like, the third instruction is, let it prove for one to two hours. And I'm like, uh, why are you lying to me, <laughs> website? You said it was going to take 40 minutes total. I don't have one to two hours. It's probably baking plus 40 minutes. 40 minutes. That's not what it said, though. Anyway, I changed my plans and decided to saute some things. And I have never sauteed anything in my life. So I Googled how to saute things. Oh, my goodness. And clicked on the first link that showed up. Gave me Mm -hmm. some very helpful advice. You should have called your mother. I did afterwards. It did not prepare Mm -hmm. me fully for this. So I have my Mm -hmm. skillet, um, and I have olive oil in it. And it's simmering? Yes, question. Don't ever saute things with oil. Just going to throw that out there. It said use oil or light fats or butter. Butter. You should do butter. Well, I am using olive oil in this dream scenario that happened a couple mm. hours ago. And I'm, I'm like, oh, I have this canned chicken from a couple weeks back. Let me just pop that in. You shouldn't have told people it was canned chicken. They're going to judge you. But listen, people, this is a big step because he's actually making food. Well, hold up. We haven't even got to the vegetable portion yet. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so I opened this canned chicken. And what kind of chicken am I supposed to get? Like a raw, just fleshed off the chicken chicken? Mm -hmm. No, Mm -hmm. I'm not about to do that. I do not trust my sautéing skills enough to eat the meat unless it is pre-cooked. Right, you pre-cook. Anyways, I'll tell you later. Okay. Keep going. Anyway, uh, there's lots of uh, chicken broth, as it turns out, in this can of chicken that I had bought. Tell me you drained that. I did not drain it. <laughs> I poured it right into the simmering oil, and suddenly there's an eruption. That's how you start grease fires. There's an eruption of boiling oil all over my kitchen. My arm is lightly burned, um, and my my kitchen area was just covered in oil. The floor has oil. The stove has oil. Goodness. There's oil everywhere. I mostly cleaned it. Um, and it was only lightly burned. And then I was very scared of everything that had happened. Because I had learned that the the word saute comes from the word to jump in a language. And so I was worried <laughs> that that is just the natural thing of sauteing. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was very frightful, but decided, nope, Austin, we need to press on and continue to saute these things. So That's good. I That's very some, brave of I was, you. I oh, just turned my back on the chicken, went for the vegetables, and they sauteed like champions. Um, and then I ate it after I put some. I found some mango jalap- habanero a wing sauce at Aldi. Nice. Not a sponsor. But it's delicious. One, one thing that you will learn in the event that you continue to cook mm-hmm. is that the most important part about cooking is the sauce or whatever you put on it because that's going to cover a world of hurt. Yeah, yep. That mango habanero sauce is golden, folks. Anyone who is lives next to an Aldi, do yourself a favor and pick that right up. It's It's mm-hmm. sweet at the beginning, and then the spiciness just creeps in like a – a lurking serpent. That's that's what mango habanero is, yeah. Yeah, and it's great. So anyway, I am making good on my New Year's resolution to not not be able to summarize my diet as poor uh, mm-hmm. in the coming in the coming months. So i th- I think it's I think today was fair at least. Yeah, I'd say, I I think as long as far as you, as long as you make something, which 
is better than what I made today because I didn't end up going to the store like I, don't I was know. supposed to. You could make things and still have a poor diet. Looking at you, Christmas diabetes. No, it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but you're still going to be better off, yeah. I would argue, mm-hmm. on the whole. I also use too much olive oil. Yeah, no, that's why you should not use oil because oil is just, that's how you burn things. Well, too late. Uh, including your arm in the house. Nothing has been, oh, I just told Twyla from Maytown, I have not yet accidentally burned down the apartment, uh, but don't hold your breath on that, I guess, now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My goodness. So, I am being good on my New Year's resolution Something that doesn't often happen and is maybe one of the best jokes from Phineas and Ferb. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I forget now. Their resolution is to make Doofenshmirtz the ruler of the tri-state area. And New Year's happens and no one does anything uh, because no one actually follows through on their New Year's resolutions. I thought he. I thought he knew that. I thought Doofenshmirtz knew no, that no, nobody followed. No, no. Perry the platypus knew that. Through. So he allowed Doofenshmirtz to actually succeed in oh, changing everyone's right. resolution to making him the the ruler of the tri-state area. Uh, that's right. But I actually acted on mine, and my question is: Why do we have them? Should we? And what does it mean about the nature of mankind? Good. I mean Those that seriously, some... <laughs> by the way. That is not no, I know. and I that is not a joke or irony. No. I, the reason I was laughing is because it was such a those are just such a classic questions for this podcast. But anyways. Um Those are just questions about life. Yeah, I know, but those are the questions that we ask. Is it good and what does it mean about mankind? Like those are just anyways. Um, what was your first question? Why do we do... Why do we make resolutions? Should we? And what does that mean about the nature of mankind? So, I'm probably going to answer all of those things at the same time. But I don't know. We'll see. So, I think what it says about the nature of mankind is that we are discontent. Okay. Especially discontent with ourselves and our current um, situation in life. In that we are always looking for a way to improve who we are. Um, again, I'm just these are just off the top of my head. Improve who we are, um, our standing in the world. Um, anyways, we want to we want to be quote unquote better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the the new year is like the perfect time to do that because it is new. It is even though. It's just really just a number on a calendar. Um, It symbolizes the new, I don't know, it just symbolizes something new, change is happening. Um, And so we resolve um, to change things about our lives in the hopes of improving, improving them. So you say it implies a inherent discontentedness with the present? Um, yes. I would That's say, what I'll go with. I would say what what I think resolutions reveal about human nature is that we believe ourselves to be changeable. Hmm. Uh, which is a really, it's, that's, a, like, that's a really important thing to believe because it implies a lot about uh, what we think about human agency in the world, the role of fate. Uh, the role of determinism. It's basically Mm -hmm. a refudiation of determinism uh, to have a New Year's resolution, which most people don't think of, but I think that's something that we should just bask in. By resolving to do something and then doing it, it's like, ha, take that, the entire universe and all of history that has built up to me being a person who is content with not cooking anything and eating granola and baked peas, I defy you all of world history. I defy you (laughs) all of my past life. I defy you to the world and everyone who would stand in my way. I'm going to saute vegetables today, and there's nothing you can do to stop that. I think that's something we should just enjoy. Um, That's so far just saying that out loud. 
has been maybe just my favorite part of having a New Year's resolution. Just the the assertion of my will to to defy the the stagnating forces around me. Mm. Or at least we can be- we believe that that's possible. Right, right. Again, that was that was a great response. Thank I, you. Thank you. <laughs> it was just like such an Austin response that he's just so serious about something that sounds like he's joking. No. Um, <laughs> Sorry. That, just, that reminds me of my favorite thing <laughs> that I said over Christmas. <laughs> I said to Twyla from Maytown, no, you meant that as a joke, and that means I'm going to you got to give the backstory to it. What was it? The context. I don't even know what the context was. I don't know, but it was something that she meant as a joke. Uh-huh. And I said, you meant it as a joke, but that means I'm going to take it deathly serious. <laughs> so that's just, that's my whole life, folks. So it's so true. For me, a New Year's so, resolution is the assertion of the of our will as people, and I, I think a, a belief in the redeemability of people, right? The redeemability of ourselves. I, and I think that that fits well with your your discussion of alienation. That's not really what you said, but it's kind of what you mean. That the the dissatisfaction, the the gap be- that we see between ourselves and our our the actualization of who we want to be. I think we can all recognize there's a gap there. And so in resolving to close that gap in any way I think is is a great expression of our belief in our redeemability. Mhm. Mhm. I think so the reason I probably had a I we were kind of saying the same thing but from different angles and it was interesting I I took the more negative view of it. And I think that that's probably because I have a negative view on just new year's resolutions in general. Um I I think what you're getting at I think is good and what should be the point of new year's resolutions. But I think that that's not true. Um mm-hmm. and so when we for on New Year's Eve, when Kelly asked me, what is your New Year's resolution? I hadn't even thought about any New Year's resolutions because I don't like the idea of New Year's resolutions because I don't think that I, I don't think that they have lasting effects. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the joke is that you don't last past January on your New Year's resolution. Right. And, and I think that um, the, the, I don't want to say it's a thing because that sounds like it's, I, I don't know, but I, I have seen multiple people um, commenting about, it's not about resolutions, but it's about goals. Um, you saw John Green say that. Well, I saw John Green said that, but also Becca from Summersworth also made a blog post about it. Okay. So there's at least two people, but I think that, but I agree with them. I think that the, it shouldn't be about or it is, it is about a resolution right it, the idea of a resolution that is behind everything is what we're trying to do mm-hmm. but but by just saying okay i'm going to floss or i'm going to cook <laughs> january 1st bam i flossed blood everywhere <laughs> so the idea of just saying that doesn't it gets at the idea of that we want change and we believe that we can change our, our standing in the world. We can change things about our lives. And I think that's great, but I I think it needs to be achievable, which is the point of saying why you should have goals instead of um, resolutions, because most people in the world don't have an iron will and resolve (laughs) like Austin does. (laughs) I think you should just use resolutions to enforce your indomitable will upon the world. Again, so because most of us don't <laughs> have an iron will living up to his middle name, mm-hmm. we have to set goals for ourselves. We can't just say, I'm going to wake up every morning and work out or In we're going to... of all history. Again, <laughs> that doesn't work for everyone. But that's, that's, that's so beautiful, right? It like, is beautiful. How amazing but, but, is that? 
It is, but I'm just saying, in order for us to fool, for the rest of the world to fully understand that and and come to that conclusion, you can't just resolve to do something and flip a switch and say, "I'm going to do this for the rest of my life." There has to be goals, or else you're just going to be discouraged and be like, "Oh, the world is over. I can't get out of my system. I can't f- come out of mm. my my broken will." Because that's why resolutions are bad is because it has the opposite effect. It doesn't have the effect of saying, I can change my thing. It's saying, okay, I'm a person who needs goals, not resolutions. And so I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to take on this resolution and try to do this just on my will. But I can't do that. And so I fail. And then it takes me away from this glorious thing that you're reveling in today. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's what I'm trying to say is it's, the idea is is good right that's what we want but it can't you have to give yourself you have to allow yourself to actually achieve that so you do succeed and you do see that change that we are capable of of having mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so why do you personally have do you have resolutions so again i don't have resolutions i have goals and they're not even really goals. They're more of like things that I want to see. But I was thinking about it today and thinking, okay, I do need to make these things more goal-oriented or more achievable as, a, as opposed to just saying, hey, this is what I want to see happen in, in 2018. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, when I did share my resolution You listed on like New Year's, five. Okay, I talked about like six things, and one of them was buying mittens. So that just shows you about what I thought about the whole That's process. Right. I forgot about the mittens. Did you <laughs> buy mittens? I still haven't bought mittens, uh. no. I've decided I'm not going to buy them on Amazon, too. I, I want to go to a shop and buy mittens. Yeah, I don't know where. And enforce your will upon those mittens. Defy <laughs> Amazon. Say, the man, I'm Adrian Jancy, and you can't force your mittens upon me. I'm going to go find a mom-and-pop boutique and get the coziest pair of mittens you have ever seen. And I will wear them and revel in the might of my mittened hands. And I will listen to that bit of this podcast right before I go into the shop (laughs) just to be inspired. Great. Um, But so the one thing that I did share, or the one thing that I was was at the top of my list, which I said was number one, but then there was some confusion because I had listed the mittens as number one mm-hmm. was, was looking so change or there's going to be some changes in our community group so that it's more missional based on the university of New Hampshire's campus. And I was trying, I was struggling to put into words how to say that as a new year's resolution. Mm-hmm. And then Kelly said to help your community group become more missional. And to me that felt like not good like like that's not there's not enough substance to that to actually mean anything Mm -hmm. and so i was thinking about i've been thinking about it since then it's like okay what does that look like what what are the goals what are the steps that that looks like um to get to that larger nebulous idea i guess and so i think i don't know so that that's one of my resolutions i guess i have no idea what it's going to look like i have no idea how it's going to go or what's going to happen um but it's something i'm I'm excited about and i think that's to me that's almost a better question i think well okay i think goals are important whether or not i have them yet is another thing but i think another good question to ask at the beginning of the year is what is something that you're looking for what are the things that you're looking forward to in 2019 what what are those things that get you excited and i think those kind of point to what your goals are what your resolutions are Mm -hmm. because i think even for me uh, the new year is exciting even if i'm not a person who enjoys resolutions or even is good at setting goals it's the idea of a new start is something that is appealing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So why I set goals this year, and when I say goals, I mean resolutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, is I've been thinking a lot about alienation in the last year. Um, don't read into that. It's just like that's a that's a very 
like I think that's something that's been very prevalent in culture and like things that I've been reading and listening to um, this past year. And so thinking about, remember that episode where I was talking to my 11th grade self? Mm-hmm. Just thinking about like the ideal of Austin from my 11th grade self to I don't know what my ideal of Austin is now. Mm-hmm. I, like I don't know as well as because things were simpler when I was in 11th grade. And mm-hmm. so, like, I don't know what the the true expression of Austin is. And so, for me, it's how do I get to the true expression of myself. That's what I'm trying to set goals for. Resolution. That's what I'm resolving mm-hmm. to do better this year. Get your sweatpants on. Yeah. But not wear sweatpants because sweatpants yeah, are sweatpants. an abomination, and they are not a true expression of Austin. Though I am wearing very a sweatshirt blanket that I appropriated as a Christmas gift because no one got one for me. Um, <laughs> and it's called Earl as a little joke. Um, mm-hmm. We'll just mm-hmm. leave ambiguous. That's fine. If you get it, hats off. And then I so, think you're Charles. So are resolutions good? Yeah, I think resolutions are good. Because of the framework that it puts us in, It like it, they're a very reflective thing, and they're also a very uh, forward-looking thing, uh, which mm-hmm. I think is good most of the time. There are times where you shouldn't be reflective and shouldn't be forward-looking, but those are not all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. what the the reflective, it's ideally to me, New Year's resolutions are asking you to reconcile who you have been with who you wish to be. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think the the point of a resolution should be to close the gap between yourself and yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's a really I think it's a beautiful thinking about uh, redemption in like a Christian sense where we can't be united to our it, it like it gets at that striving that I think is inherent to just the nature of being where you are not who you know you should be mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And so, and and that's that's like the beauty of it being a joke that every New Year's resolution fails because that emphasizes the the mm. the intractability of closing that gap between yourself, um, and it emphasizes to me it emphasizes our need for like the failure of our own will and the need for another to allow us to bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, that's like the ideal to me of New Year's resolutions. I know that is not how they are in practice, ever. I don't know if ever, but they are. They, they seem to be rarely that in practice. But I, I think that uh, they are good in their proper use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really good. I think the goal of New Year's resolutions is good. And where I would say that they need to be better is that we need to make them achievable goals or and set ourselves up for success. But I like what you were saying, too, even about the failure of them, is that mm-hmm. even with all of our strivings, we're still going to fail. We're never going to be the best person that we think that we need to be or the person that we need to – or the, or that – yeah, the ideal state of who we are in some ways is not attainable. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need we need outside grace and outside righteousness for that. Right, so I think in the best way 
New Year's resolutions are a reminder of where we want ourselves to be and our inability to be there, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. I, I think is really fundamental to our experience as people in need of redemption. Mm-hmm. We should tie that in with Christmas. Yeah, we well, so in one of the podcasts that I was listening to this morning as I was charging my car battery, uh, mm-hmm. They talked about how we really should extend the because cr- the Christmas season is the twelve days between Christmas and Epiphany. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's saying stop saying Happy Holidays or Merry Christmas before Christmas because Christmas season is really Christmas and afterward, and it's Advent before then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I yeah I think we should uh, we should revel in like the advent of Christ and then New Year's is like a halfway oh wow we really need redemption mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then that's actualized in Easter right it's like yeah because the the incarnation is very important mm-hmm. but then it's sometimes easy to lose sight of the need for a savior mm-hmm. and then and then what yeah, the the eventual redemption and propitiation at Easter. I right. Th- I think that it it's a cool idea to continue that thought through New Year's into the the even the idea of New Year's resolutions, thinking mm-hmm. about that need for a savior. Right. So, th- like, that's the intent of uh, Ash Wednesday and Lent. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I I'm I say why not start at New Year's? Why not? Mm-hmm. So in my ideal world, New Year's resolutions are amazing and wonderful. Uh, but practically, I'm just, you know, eh. Like, I'm just reminded of that episode of The Office, as I often am, uh, mm-hmm. where Dwight's like, what? That can be your New Year's resolution? You could just write anything on this board? And then he writes, like, meet a loose woman. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Uh, no, that's like that's not the point of New Year's resolutions. I I think, mm-hmm. and I think New Year's resolutions have the potential to be much deeper and greater than they are, and that the I think kind of flippancy with which they are treated. Um, is a disservice to them in some ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would also say too, an, one thing I heard in college, and it was was more talking about like being disciplined in your Bible reading or prayer. But I think it it can apply to New Year's resolutions. I think a lot of times we we just think we can do a New Year's resolution or set goals at the beginning of the year. But the one thing he said was never stop starting, mm-hmm. which is which I think applies to all areas of his life is it's we don't necessarily need to wait for the beginning of the year to set goals or even if we fail at our goals and fail at our resolutions just give up for the rest of the year but we can kind of just get back up and keep trying um so yeah i i agree i think new year's resolutions should be something or or I think the beginning, let me rephrase. I think the beginning of the year is a good time to reflect and, and look back to some extent, but also Mm -hmm. to look forward and say, what are the things that I want to see in this year? What are some goals that I can set? Because coming from someone who isn't very good at setting goals, I think goals are important. And that's probably going to be my recommendation for this week is challenge to myself as well but to sit down and actually take time to think about the next year or longer, however good you are at thinking about those things and set some goals, set some things that you'd like to see change or be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's just, I, we had a, we just had a great Bible study and I read a great book today and it's like the, the thing about like never stop starting it's because we have 
the grace that allows us to be redeemed. That's what allows us to say, I want to uh, redeem this part of my life. Mm-hmm. Because we're given the grace, that's what allows us to make good on our resolutions. So ideally, not only do resolutions remind us that we need grace, we have grace, and that allows us to reach our resolutions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But I wish we all thought of resolutions in that way. That That is not a very... I have not encountered many people who think of resolutions that way, and I didn't until right now. Right. Um, so tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think it is good, and I yeah. think, too, it's a, it's a good thing to remember when thinking about resolutions. Mm-hmm. Because I traditionally have a bad attitude about New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I typically just ignore New Year's resolutions as, uh, I guess, as a an acknowledgement of things that are in need in my own life. Like, I would assume I refuse to acknowledge. New Year's resolutions in the past in order to deny my need for improvement. Hmm. So I think that's something, uh, yeah, we can all be humble in. We can all be better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, Merry New Year's. Happy New Year's. Mhm. Happy Christmas. It's still, we can still say yeah, that. Yeah, Merry right? Christmas, folks. We have until Epiphany. Speaking Sing the of, Christmas oh, carols out. Do we do we have time for a Christmas joke that I heard? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this you may have heard this joke before. Okay. So this couple is walking, they're visiting Leningrad. Okay. And they're walking around, and you know how it's the time where it's you can't really tell if it's uh, snowing or raining. It's like a wintry mix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the couple is arguing, and one the wife is is saying that it's snowing, but the husband's saying it's rain. And so they can't; they're still arguing. So they go up to this man who is an officer, mm-hmm. and they talk to him and says, "Hey, uh, what's your name?" He says, "My name is Rudolph." Um, and he says, the guy says, Rudolph, I am arguing with my wife right now. Please tell me if this is rain or if this is snow. I'm convinced that it's rain. (laughs) And he says, oh, this is rain. And he says, (laughs) he turns to his wife and he says, see, Rudolph the red knows reindeer. No, we did not have time for that. (laughs) Do you want another one? I don't know. What, this one's a short one. Okay. Why does uh, why is Santa's helper sad? Because Santa is an abusive tyrant. No, because he has low elf esteem. Oh, that one's so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was so much better. At least that one was clever. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Shout out to my fellow dad joke lover, Hank Green, mm. for those lovely jokes. The, yeah, no, the first one was better. Although when when Hank told it on their podcast, he called he said it was St. Petersburg, and so John was making fun of him and saying right. if they were no, that's communist, fitting. it wouldn't have been St. Petersburg; it would have been Leningrad. Right, and so that's why it, when my retelling of it, I changed. Yeah, it I to appreciated Leningrad. that. Uh, I was, I was, I put you right in the context of communism automatically. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can thank John for that one. That's Thanks, the only John. I knew. I just Anyways. moved my St. Petersburg poster today. Nice. Which I don't have. The government. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any recommendations for us? Yeah. So, uh, based on some feedback, I'm going to try to limit my book recommendations. We'll see how that goes. 
Uh, so I think if you just do one a week, you'll be good. Fine. I'm going to try to recommend YouTube channels uh, because I do watch a lot of YouTube at triple speed. And there's lots of good YouTube channels out there, which apparently Adrian doesn't even know about. So mm-hmm. I'll I'll spend some time recommending them. But first, it wouldn't be Austin's recommendations if it wasn't for a book. So uh, I just read today and I listened to. Oh, I should have said it when I say I mean. That's the name of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Listen to a book called uh, The Courage to Be by Paul Tillich, and it's great. Um, it's it's excellent. It's the he says the things that I want to say in theological slash philosophical terms. So I liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he does a really good job engaging deeply with the philosophical fundamentals of the the 20th century. Mm. Anyway, that's great. People should read it. Even though it's from the 50s, still relevant. Anyway, second recommendation is a YouTube channel called Cinefix. Um, as Michael from Dover said Five Pointville. Yeah, said the other day I like to pretend I know things about art. And so Cinefix helps me pretend I know things about movies. Uh Cinefix is a YouTube channel that analyzes scenes and um kind of breaks down the mechanics of what's going on and trying to look at how people use the fundamentals of cinema, which is, you know, cameras, blocking, staging, Mm -hmm. uh, and sound, and actors to tell compelling stories. But uh, they, so, they do it kind of nuts and bolts, but then they also uh, do a good job of acknowledging that film is gestalt and is more than the sum of its parts. Um, so anyway, they just did a, a list of their top 10 movies of the year, and you know you can trust this list, because what was the number one comedy of the year, Adrian? Paddington 2. It was Paddington 2, folks. Paddington 2 was the best comedy of the year. They said they had a best animated movie of the year, and they said, this category might seem a little sparse, but that's because animated films are winning the rest of these categories. Uh, so <laughs> Isle of Dogs was their best animated film. Oh, yeah. Avengers 2 was their best blockbuster of the year. And Paddington 2 was their best comedy of the year. And they said it's basically that test from uh, Blade Runner where they're looking at the dilations of people's pupils to see if they're human mm-hmm. or not. If mm-hmm. you don't laugh and cry and are moved to tears, which is the same as crying by this movie, you are not human and should be executed as a Blade Runner. No, as a replicant. By a Blade Runner. Because Paddington 2 is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, they know what they're, they know what they're talking about, folks. <laughs> yeah, they, if they pick Paddington 2, you know you can trust them. Mm-hmm. Cinefix. It's fun. There you go. That's it. That's um, the recommendation. That's good. That's good. Um, so yesterday I spent, while you were, I don't know what, you weren't, your day I was between cards. since the last time I saw you <laughs> <laughs> was more exciting than my day. I was driving yesterday, then I slept, then I got up and went to work, and then I went to Goodwill and got some good DVDs. I got the entire the first three seasons, which is the entirety of Arrested Development on yeah, DVD. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, which I'm going to recommend if I haven't recommended before because it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. I also got, speaking of Isle of Dogs, I got both the Royal Tannenbaums, and the Collector's Edition, nice. and um, another one that I don't, remember the name of and have never seen before. Fantastic Mr. Fox. 
No, it has a weird name. Rushmore. Mm-mm. Um, the Life Aquatic with... Nope, I've seen that one. I don't know. It's like the... I'm going to Google it real quick. All right, I'll fill this Wes time with words. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson is a director from probably somewhere in America. He's known for his idiosyncratic style uh, with symmetrical framing, pastel color patterns, and intricately detailed art design, which allows you to get some insights into the characters without them even delivering a word of dialogue just through the stage the stage design the set design it's it's um really some phenomenal work from the people that you know design things including in his animated his claymation movies where you have to claymate everything so it's a pain to put in fun little details everywhere but he still does it did you find it mm-hmm. we have a whole episode about Wes Anderson, by the way, oh, if you are interested, <laughs> if you're interested in more you of what Austin just spouted yeah. off off the top of his head, um, it's the Darjeeling Limited. Oh, Darjeeling Unlimited. Yes, I've it's just limited. One. It's not unlimited. It's about uh, three brothers on a train. Yeah, I think that's right. It's really great. I think it was great. I've had some experiences with brothers, though, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That might not be true of everyone. Yeah. Yeah, so the episode about Wes Anderson, if you're interested in that little 30 seconds of what Austin just said, is number 22, Isle of Hipsters. By the way, I think Wes Anderson deals with alienation a lot from self and mm-hmm. others. Anyway. Like, again, check out that episode if you're Did we talk about that. that then? There's a good chance. Wow. Great work past us. Um, and then my final recommendation is also, I hinted at it earlier and also challenged for myself, is to take time to think about the coming year. Um, however you want to do that, whether you want to do it in a hard, fast resolution form or goals or just looking at things that... Another one of my friends, he just writes down things that he'd like to do in the new year and mm-hmm. puts them in an envelope or something and then looks at it at the end of the year. I don't know if he looks at it in between, but it, they're not even big things. They're small things. But in this doing, I think doing something to look forward and look ahead um, and set goals. Cause I think that for as bad as I am at setting goals, I think all of humanity is goal driven in some way or another. Maybe right. that's a different conversation. Maybe. Um, but one thing that struck, again, I don't really have time for this and maybe I've talked about it before. One thing that struck me after graduation and getting a job and moving to New Hampshire, I remember a time, a fairly like, not just like one time, but over a few months of just like thinking, wow, I have achieved all of my goals that I have had for the last, Mm -hmm. my entire life. Um, and in some ways that's terrifying. But in other ways, it's also exciting and and really just freeing um, because you get to set new goals. Um, so that's something that I need to work on. I need to work on setting goals. But I also think that, um, yeah, we should all take time to, to do that. Another thing, just real quick bonus here. Great. I was listening I was listening to a podcast today. They Guess what oh, they were talking God. about, Austin? What? One of your favorite things that you talked about, it wasn't even your favorite, but you mentioned it maybe twice over Christmas, is being bored. They oh, talked yeah. about how they don't want, they want to not listen to podcasts or listen to YouTube videos because they want to just have empty space in their life. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, were these people talking to Austin over Christmas? Because I was, and he was saying that we need to care about being bored more. Yeah. By Again, the way, I another thing I'm not very good at, but recommendation for myself and others i think boredom is also an assertion of your indomitable will just (laughs) anyway hear me out it's like the entire world is out there and so much of the world is trying to entertain you and so Mm -hmm. much of the world is just beautiful and stunning without even trying to be entertaining you and Mm -hmm. by being bored you're saying like none of this is good enough to interest me i surpass all of nature, I surpass all of the entertainment industry, I surpass all of the internet, 
Look at me. I don't I'm I'm greater than all of you. That's pretty bold. That's how I feel whenever I'm bored. Wow. Again, here we are, 2019, challenging the way that you think about ordinary things, from resolutions to boredom. I'm trying to be more authentically Austin this year, so. It's great. So far, you're killing it. I'm not even joking. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm trying to just let the, the metaphysical framework through which I inhabit just flow. I, honestly, it worked really again, well. We don't have time for this, but I think, I don't know, I don't want to be boastful, but I think that's when we're at our best. It's when Austin is just being just bonkers off the wall, Austin. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to just make sure that everybody kind of understands what he's trying to say and try to make him think like everybody else for once in his mm-hmm. life. So I'm trying to live into that more, the bonkers Austin, because, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I, I mediate myself a lot. No, I I do it, man. Do you better than we do we? But also, I how's, I, how's that line? Uh, don't be mad because I'm doing me better than you doing you. But I I also don't want to not mediate myself because that w- unmediated anyone is probably a lot. Um, no, for sure, and I think this is probably a good outlet for it. Yeah. Anyway, happy New Year's and a Merry Christmas. We'll see you next week. Merry Christmas.